0: How many of you know the word of God is a strong word? God ain't playing no games with us. He loves us. He's merciful to us. But his word can be intense sometimes. Last Sunday, I shared with you on tongue talking. And we're going to revisit that subject again today. But I've given it a title, a subtitle, if you will. It's going to kind of shake you a little bit. We're going to call today Hell in Your Mouth. I heard a couple of you go, uh. We're going to go to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. And then we're also going to be in Ecclesiastes Chapter 5. I'm going to take my time and share these verses with you. This is the Word of God. It's irrefutable, it's eternal, it's immovable. You cannot negotiate the Bible. Out of respect and reverence for God and His Word, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And we're going to start in James chapter 3. And I want you to carefully look at the words as we share them today. Beginning at verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things, Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, beginning at verse 2, the wise man writes and he says, Be not rash with your mouth. Let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. When thou vowest to vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow. Then thou shouldst vow and not pay. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thy hands? For in the multitude of dreams and many words there are also divers' vanities. But fear thou God, can someone say amen to the reading of his word? Would you pray with me? Father, we come before you today thanking you for the word. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. We need your spirit to anoint the word, to anoint the vessel, to anoint our ears to hear what it is that the spirit wants to say to each and every soul, whether in person, online, Wherever we're at, let us tune in, not just to a message, but to the truth from God. Lord, use this vessel and hide this vessel behind the cross. And When we leave from this place, may we be taken to a higher plane of living in our walk with Jesus. We thank you, we praise you, we glorify you in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Some very strong words about the instrument of the human body called the tongue. So powerful that it can bring life. So potent that it can also bring death. It's likened in the book of James as we talked about last week to a bit in a horse's mouth, controlling that the direction that the horse is traveling and reminding us that the tongue speaks out the direction that we intend to travel in our lives. Simply put, if you want to travel positive, you speak positive. If you want to travel negative, you speak negative. We also determine that the tongue is like the rudder, a small rudder of a massive ship, even likened to a 204,000-pound aircraft carrier, controlled by a small rudder, almost unseen. And yet if that rudder is left without being under any control, it could very well and will very well lead to the ship's destruction. And I just want to tell you that your tongue can shipwreck your life and your future. A verse that all of us should commit to memory. A verse that truthfully and honestly we all should pray every day. Psalms 19 and 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I came across this not too long ago, and this is not what you want on your gravestone after you leave this world. It was found in an England churchyard, and this is what it says. Beneath this stone, a a lump of clay, lies Arabella Young, who on the 24th of May began to hold her tongue. (laughs) That's not the way to be remembered. That's not the kind of epitaph that you want to leave behind. This morning I want to talk about the four diseases of the tongue. The first I'd like to talk about is one that maybe you've not heard of before, but it's in the Scripture. And it's called excessive talking. Who would have ever thought that a person talking too much would be wrong in the eyes of God? For Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 19 tells us, In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refrains his lips is wise. That same verse in the New International Version says, When words are many, sin Is not absent, but he who holds his tongue is wise. What does that mean to us? That means when a group of people is present, sometimes there's loud laughter, and sometimes there's loud talking, and sometimes there's people competing with each other to get in a word over someone else. And when there's all this clamor going on, the scripture is telling us there's always the rising potential. For someone to have a slip of the tongue, to say something that they ought not say, to speak an untruth, to slander someone, to say something in the heat of the moment. If you're like me, one of the reasons why that, that I find myself competing in talking with someone is that I'm getting older, and if I don't get it out then, I'll forget what I'm supposed to say. I don't know if some of, you, some of the rest of you all got that going on in your minds or not, or in your life, but that happens to me. Or how about when you disagree as a husband and wife, and your disagreement turns into an argument, and you follow each other around the house from room to room, continuing to make your point, and all of a sudden you can, you can know that the temperature is rising in the room. And tensions are rising and tempers are flaring. And all of a sudden your words, if you're not careful, will eventually lead you to commit sin against the Lord and against each other. Let me just tell you something today. Once it leaves the gates of your lips, you cannot bring it back. And don't you begin to believe for one moment that your words... Just once they're released, they just float out in the air somewhere. Every time your words are spoken, they're going to take root in the heart of the hearer. We read in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 3 that a fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. If you looked up the definition of the word fool, you will see that it's defined as a person that lacks in judgment. Or prudence lacks understanding and just an insert reminder here that the gospel of Matthew teaches us that we are not to call anyone a fool or we stand in the face of God's judgment but you can identify a foolish person by the amount that they talk according to the word that I just shared with you there in Ecclesiastes paraphrase for today and some of you have used other words but for the purpose of of today let me just throw it out here like this it's better to keep your mouth quiet leaving people to think you are a fool than to open your mouth and to remove all doubt hello that's why the scripture admonishes us be swift to hear and slow to speak that's why god gave us two ears and one mouth because he wanted us to, to hear people. He wanted us to hear his voice. He wanted us to bear one another's burdens. And and I've, I've learned as a as a pastor that, that uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And they won't know how much you care if you don't take the time to listen to what's going on in their life. Is anybody in the house this morning? Another disease of the tongue is not just excessive talking, but... Idle words or careless words. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Boy, isn't that tough? It's the truth, though. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Jesus himself said, and this is sobering, but every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. How serious are our words? In the Bible, there was a commander. In the Old Testament, in the book of Judges, And his name was Japheth. And he got caught up in the heat of a moment. And he made a vow to God. And this is what he said. He said, Lord, if you will give me victory over my enemy, if you will help me defeat my enemy, whatever greets me at my front door when I return home, I will offer as a burnt offering unto the Lord. I have no idea. I'm not sure what the man was thinking. He certainly wasn't being spiritual. But when he arrived home, his only daughter was the first to greet him. And because he spoke hastily with his mouth, he would end up sacrificing his own flesh and blood as a burnt offering. I'm telling you today, friend, your words are serious business. I also want to tell you when you make a promise or you state a vow, you are expected by God. God to fulfill your vow. When you tell someone, I'm going to do this, then you need to follow through on it and you need to do it because you speak it and God expects us to be men and women of ethics and integrity. Ecclesiastes 5 tells us when you vow a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, Because he has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which you have vowed. Not only is excessive talking and idle words, but then we go into the one that we're all familiar with and it's called the word gossip. And yes, it is in the Bible. As a matter of fact, not only is gossip in the Bible, it, all, it goes all the way back to the books of the law. If you go all the way back to the book of Leviticus, you will find that God addressed gossip even back in the books of the law. In Leviticus 19 and 16, he said these words, you shall not go up and down as a tale bearer among your people. In Proverbs chapter 11 verse 13, he tells us that a tail bearer will reveal secrets. In Proverbs 17 and 9 he says that he that repeats a matter will separate friends. Now I'm going to just stop here and say this. This is going to be an assumption of mine, but everybody in the room at one time or another has been guilty of gossip. Dear Lord, only 73% of you were guilty, and the rest of you are lying. All of us, at one time or another, have been guilty of gossip. But I'm telling you, there are some folks, they have the disease of gossip. Some people have no conversation piece if they aren't putting someone down, if they aren't out to assassinate someone's character, if they're not out to destroy someone's reputation, if they're not on a mission, even even they think they're on a mission for God. They think they're on a righteous mission when the truth of the matter is all they're doing is bringing destruction into their own life. They're digging a pit for someone else, and they don't realize they're on the verge of falling into the pit themselves. Proverbs 18 and 8 tells us that the words of a talebearer are wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. And I just want to tell you if you have a friend who is a is 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 has the disease of gossip, they are not a true friend because said person that will talk to you constantly slandering someone else, I guarantee you when they walk away from you, they will slander you to the next person. And I just want to stop here and tell you something today. They will try to bait you. You don't have to take that poison into your life. Oh, I would to God that someone would rise up and say, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this negativity anymore. I'm living as a victor in Christ. I'm not going to deal with somebody always putting someone down, always slandering someone, always lying about someone. I'm just going to say enough is enough. I want to live in the blessings and the abundance of the Lord. I believe in my faith. I'm going to walk by my faith and what you're doing is poisoning me and bringing up doubt instead of bringing up faith and I'm done with it for good. It's called supply and demand. I drove a Dodge product, a Dodge truck for 17, 18 years. And I love my truck, but if everyone quit buying Dodges, the demand would go down and the supplier would be out of business. And if there is no money, ram tough becomes ram less. And I'm, I feel like this is for someone today. If you would make up your mind to quit entertaining people that always want to poison your well, you would dry them up. They would have nothing to give out, and either they would get good and saved and sanctified, or they go somewhere else. Can someone say amen? The fourth disease of the tongue is lying. Lying. Proverbs chapter 6 tells us that among the seven things that God hates is a lying tongue and a false witness that speaks lies. (laughs) Revelation 21 and 8 includes a list, and that list says all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. That's how important it is to God that to be a vessel of truth. I mean, tell the truth if it costs you money. Tell the truth if it makes you look bad. Tell the truth if it were to send you to jail. Tell the truth if you were to lose everything. There is no room in the life of a believer for guise and deceit and trickery. We are to live for the truth. We are to stand for the truth. We are to die for the truth if need be. Don't ever abandon the truth in the name of convenience. four diseases of the tongue, and all of us have to fight all of those diseases of the tongue. Now let's look briefly but pointedly at the origin of the tongue's evil. I'm just going to tell you, this is strong language. James 3, 6 says, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue sets on fire the course of nature. And then this, this last part really gets me. The tongue is set on fire of hell. Now, I just happened to go look that word up, and I was stunned when I looked up the word hell in the Greek In James chapter 3 and verse 6, hell here in that New Testament Greek word is the word Gehenna. Friend, Gehenna is the lake of eternal fire where everlasting torment is. Hell, Gehenna, is that place that none of you want to go to. That's the scripture that's that place that after the, the white throne judgment happens and all the unbelievers, uh, hell, Hades has given them up and they've stood before God and their name is not found in the Lamb's book of life. They're cast into Gehenna, the everlasting and eternal and contemptible lake of fire where the worm dies not and neither is their thirst uh, quenched where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. But but we know that's a that's a place of torment that we all want to avoid Let me just stop here and tell you, the way you avoid it is simply saying, Jesus, I need a Savior because I'm a sinner, and I want you to forgive me of my sins, and I need your blood to wash me and make me whole. And then when you do that, you are delivered from Gehenna. But listen to this. What James chapter 3 and verse 6 is telling us, When it says the tongue is set on fire of hell, it is saying that the fire from everlasting torment gets in your mouth when your mouth is used by the devil. Wow. I don't know about you, but that is a graphic visual. When you're spewing gossip, and when you're lying, and when you're rattling off vows that you're not fully fulfilling... You're spewing Gehenna's fire. John chapter 8 tells us that the devil is a liar and the father of lies. The scripture tells us that the name of Satan is slanderer. He is the accuser of the brethren. And so when we're used to Satan and lying and gossiping and excessive chatting that leads to sin or, or making rash vows that we don't fulfill, we are, we are used by the devil. Which means, according to what I just read, the scripture tells us that the fire of hell is in our mouth. And what I'm telling you is that you give a, the devil a vacation while you do his job for him. Liars scatter firebrands. Slanderers kindle flickering flames. Profane swearing and cursing and using God's name in vain spits the fire of hell in God's face. Well, you pastor, you just don't understand. I gotta cuss a little bit in the kind of job I'm in. That's hogwash. You just don't know the family members I got. They just bring bad words out of me. You need more Jesus in you that you do the influence of your family that you're around. Mm. Here's a thought. Get out of the devil business and let him do his own slandering and cussing and lying and swearing. He is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy every one of us And he doesn't need a staff to assist him. It's time to get the hell out of your mouth. You won't forget that, will you? Oh, I can see it now. Y'all going to have your fried chicken this afternoon And you're going to say, the preacher cussed in the pulpit. No, what I did was I gave you what James chapter 3 and verse 6 says, and that is when your tongue is used by the devil, it is the hell fire. Oh, God, help us to quench hell fire and start stirring up some heaven fire out of our mouth. Well, praise the Lord. Well, you're really reaching today, Pastor. Think so? Well, imagine this. If all people were dumb or mute, what vast portion of crimes in the world would cease to be? How many murders and assaults and rapes and been vend- Addictive retaliations have all started with words the Holy Spirit and preacher is trying to help you here sir or ma'am and let me just stop here and tell you there are only two genders not 73 It doesn't matter how many letters of the alphabet that you add to it. You can add all the Q's and the L's and the B's and the T's and the G's. And you can go through all the letters of the alphabet. But the bottom line, when God created man, he created man and woman, male and female. Put it down on record. I square my shoulders to say that's how God created us and that's how it's going to be. I digress there, sorry. So, sir or ma'am, two genders, stop lying. Stop gossiping. Stop rash vows. Stop talking in excess that just leads to sinning. Get the hell out of your mouth. Quit trashing your family. Destroying God's family unit that he gave to you. Thank God he has a plan. What the devil intended for my destruction with that two and a half ounce red instrument in my mouth. God intends for my good. Psalms 34 and 11 says, Come children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. It is, it's one thing to be out of control with your tongue, and that's bad. It's something else that by his strength you can be in control of your tongue, and I hope this message in God's spirit will help you with that. But can I tell you the best case is to have your tongue controlled by the Holy Spirit? <laughs> God says the human tongue sins, it's sometimes filled with Gehenna's hellfire. But then He says, I'm going to baptize it with righteous fire, sanctifying fire, cleansing fire. And now. That tongue that was used by the devil can now speak angel language and heavenly language and God language and language from the heaven of heavens. This tongue that the devil uses to destroy people, God says, I'll transform it so that I can speak my love to all of my people. How do you know that? Well, Isaiah 28 and 11 says, with stammering lips and another tongue will God speak to his people. After the Holy Ghost came upon them, they spoke with tongues and they magnified God. Hello, you came into a Pentecostal church today. Hello. The Holy Ghost came on them and they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. What's happening there? Maybe you never heard it this way. I'll tell you what's happening. The fire from hell was replaced with the fire from heaven. The fire from the caverns below was was replaced with fire from on high. That's what we want. We want to replace. Oh, praise the Lord. My tongue is out of control. I acknowledge it, preacher, and I need to get it under control, and the Lord will help you. The preacher's sharing with you. The, the word will help you with it. You'll be convicted by it. Oh, I'm going to get this thing under control, and I'm going to do better this week than I did last week. Well, praise God for that. But I'm going to tell you, the human element will always be in the way. It'll all Don't stop short. What I'm trying to tell you this morning is that you can go further than just trying to control yourself. You can say, God, I'm going to throw myself to complete, abandon to you. I need you to take heaven's fire and replace that. With fire from on high. Fire from below kindles wrath. Fire from above kindles cleansing. Fire from below kindles the weakness of the flesh. But fire from above kindles. The power of the spirit, power of the spirit, fire from below, Kindle's destructive behavior. Brother Larry, the fire from above, Kindle's anointed behavior. I don't want hell fire in my mouth. I want holy fire in my mouth. I'm preaching better, a whole lot better than y'all shouting this morning. Oh God, hear my crying, get the hell out of my mouth. There's people in this room, you live in fear and you speak it. You live in paranoia and you speak it. You live in bitterness and you speak it. My God, I sense a Holy Ghost. You live in unforgiveness and you speak it. It's time to get hell's fire out of your mouth. I'm telling you, Satan is using his eternal fire to continue to spread his destructive propaganda, and he's doing it through you. You don't have to settle for your family being broken up. You don't have to settle for your marriage being destroyed. You and Jesus can fix it. You better come on up here before I keep meddling, don't you? That's the kind of word man that messes me up. I pray often about my words and ask God to forgive me for my words and now the Lord has got me be taking more extensive evaluation of my words I don't want to be satisfied just asking the Lord to help me control my tongue that's not enough I don't understand everything. There's times I've seen people speak in tongues and within a half an hour they were gossiping about somebody. Left me with more questions than it did answers. But then I was reminded that God used a jackass too. Well, y'all going to accuse me of cussing. I might as well say jackass. He used a donkey to talk. But there's something that goes on when the Holy Spirit begins to lead and guide and control a person. Their walk is different. Their talk is different. Their faith soars. People say, man, something's different about them. What's different? God's done a work in their heart. God's also done a work in their tongue. God's taken the Gehenna fire and replaced it with heavenly fire. That's why Paul would admonish all of us, be filled with the Spirit. Stand with me to your feet. I shared with you today that there's a lot of diseases that are in our tongue. For some of you, it's doubt. For some of you, it's fear. For some of you, it's insecurity. For some of you, it's worry. You can't live in the victory. For some of you, it's cursing. For some of you, it's swearing for some of you it's gossip for some of you it's just it's just excessive excessive chatter for some of you it's making rash vows that you haven't followed through on i know i'm not the only one in this room that needed to hear this message i'm going to ask every child of god every believer to join me around this altar this morning would you Only you know, because this message applies to everybody in the room, everybody in the room, everyone, every single soul that professes Christ. If you've never been saved this morning, come with them. The scripture says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you can be saved. That's what I want to do. I want us to do this morning as lead of the Lord. Would you just throw your hands up to heaven? I know this has been somewhat of a graphic visual, but would you just begin to pray, God, God, take the hell fire off my tongue and put heaven's fire on my tongue? Give yourself away to him today. Give, your, give yourself away to him today. All over this place. Give yourself give away to him today. Put down doubt. Put down skepticism. Put down paranoia. Put down insecurity. Put down fear. Put down cursing and swearing. Put down gossip. Put down those things that bring a reproach. Come on, lift them up. This is your prayer. God, I want to be a tongue talker. But I don't want to be a tongue talker of this world. I want my tongue to be filled with heaven's fire, speaking life and blessing into the hearts of the hearers that listen to me. I want my speech to be seasoned with grace, seasoned with the salt of the gospel. My God, somebody cry out to him this morning. Some folks are laying some away. things down today. I'm going to walk out of this building. Devil, I'm no longer I on your staff. I'm no longer on your so staff, you Satan. Can't You're not going to be able to use me anymore. God's my provider. Lord, God's I my protector. I'm not going to be used by the enemy another moment. I give myself away. My Lord, my so Lord. You oh, you'll be tempted. You may be tempted within an hour I after you leave this church. Away. God, here I am. Here I am. In your presence. Give my tongue away. will speak life. So you it will speak life into my children. It will speak life into my grandchildren. They don't I understand They don't understand the pressures of life, nor should they have to be exposed to the pressures of life. I'm their caregiver. I'm their mother. I'm their father. Me and my husband have to have a talk about the concerns of our family. We're not going to poison our children with it. I'm going to speak life into my offspring. I feel a spirit in this place, and I give myself away. Come on, lift them up. Lift him up as a surrender. I give myself away, I give myself away, so you can use me. I give myself away, I give myself away, so you.